Hey everybody, welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Holtzapple. With me as always is George Rogers. Uh, George, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Doing real good. good. That's that's all we were going to talk about today, which is how, yeah. how, good, how good George is doing. So. See you next week. Um, yeah, so. Uh, no, here we are today. Um, I know we did an episode last week, but I feel like we haven't done an episode in a while. You know what it is? It's because we haven't done anything else. We're just doing this right now. Yeah, because we, we took hot tag off last week and Biggie Energy still on hiatus until for another week. So it feels like we haven't recorded in a while because we haven't done a rec- uh, recording since like Monday of last week. So um, usually we're pretty spread thin. So hi, Perkin. My cat has joined me. Oh, oh. hey. Um, there's <laughs> Dope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get that lost look in his eyes. Yeah, that, that, that thousand yard stare that only a cat can have. <laughs> Welcome to the cum zone. Because <laughs> uh, we're not in person together, so the soundboard won't really work. Uh, no. So I'll just do it myself. But uh, here we are, everybody, to do. Um, I would say this is a contra, a divisive movie in terms of, I guess, not in terms of like how the new star Wars movies are divisive or anything like that. But I would say this of, of the, in case anybody forgets, we're doing Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of Crystal Skull. You know, this is like the one Indiana Jones movie that I would say fans are divided on. Um, you know, a lot of people don't like this movie. Uh, I enjoy this movie. Uh, I, George, I know you enjoy, I would say at least a portion of this movie. Right. Uh, I mean, um, yeah, my, Attitude on it has changed after watching it again last night. Yeah, yeah. But um, that was something you're saying to me. No, we're talking about I know, it's cat. Cat, but, it's, yeah. but it's like, oh, my attitude's changed. Of retard, get out of here. <laughs> but, a good change or a bad change? It's, it's not a good change. I mean, no. we'll, we'll get into it. We'll, yeah, we'll get into it for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but like, I... I, I I think I, I had this a little lower than probably what I would have initially put it at mm. after rewatching it because it mean, brought it's, up it's, a lot because it brought up a lot of things that I kind of forgot about. I mean, it's it's absolutely. I, I don't want to say the worst because I don't think it's a bad movie, but it's it's without a doubt in, just grossly inferior to that to the original Indiana Jones trilogy. Um, I mean, those are ten out of ten films, and you know we'll get to our grades later, but it's not there right now. It's not a ten. And it's not a nine, and it's not an eight. <laughs> so <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Indiana Jones and the cash grab. Um, but no, I I have I've you know I went and saw this movie midnight opening. Actually, when I post when I post this, I still have my ticket from that midnight show. I'll put it up on the Instagram page, um, just to just to show because I the uh, you know before I get into the stats, you know we're celebrating the 14th anniversary. Why is everybody coming in here when I'm trying to record? Is this, now, Andy? this guy. Oh, hey, hey, buddy. He's got a little something on his nose. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Right, give, give me this. All right. It's a, it's a fucking zoo in here now. Um, <laughs> you, everybody usually, you know, now that I'm back with my parents, uh, you know, all, all six of you that listen to us, you know, I usually just go to the basement for like, you know, a little more seclusion, peace and quiet, but uh, nobody's home. My room is really cold. I have my air conditioner on. And I was like, I'll just record up in my room because it feels good. And, you know, I had a, uh, not a, not a bad hard day at work, just a physical hard day at work. A lot of moving 
moving heavy stuff. So I just wanted to kind of been relaxing in my room for most of the day. So since I got off, but, um, and now my retarded cats have to come up here and fucking play with paper and fuzz, uh, because their brains are the size of a fucking pea. Uh, but anyway, um, <clears throat> so, uh, like we were talking about, we are you know, we're recording, we're going to talk about any of the came with Crystal Skull. George, did you see this movie in theaters? Cause I don't, I don't remember if you did or not. I believe I did. Because mm. I know you didn't go with me. I did not go with you. Yeah, no, this, this, I went by myself and then just didn't go to work the next day. I just called that. Um, I believe I went, I believe I went with some people uh, mm. that I worked with at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, with the whistle, a little cookie dough ice cream before I got over. Um, but, uh, no, I went to the midnight showing and, and listen, um, you know, this was the tail end, I would say, really, of what midnight showings probably were, because um, there wasn't a lot of people um, there. But at the same time, you know, this is a sequel to a franchise that didn't need to continue as much as I love the fact that it has. And I love the fact that we're getting a fifth movie, um, you know, Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. I mean, it had the proverbial perfect ending to the film and trilogy when he rides up from the sunset like you really can't ask for a better ending to a uh, not just a film but just a, just a, a trilogy or franchise to that so i do know that the, the making of this film was this movie was already divisive and then of course you know we get the aliens and there's there's too much cgi in it and stuff like that um so it, it just kind of divides you know opinions even more so let's let's get into the uh the crux of everything, and then we'll get into our, our little discussion here. So, uh, so Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull uh, released May twenty uh, second, two thousand eight. So that was fourteen years ago yesterday. Um, uh, with a budget of one hundred and eighty five million dollars, with a box office draw of seven hundred seven hundred ninety point seven million dollars. That's actually pretty huge in two thousand eight. For a, a good se- chunk of change. for a sequel that was, um, you know, 89. So was that 19 years later? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so that's a pretty good chunk of change. And I want to let everybody know, and I'm going to take a shot at a movie right now. Um, in 2008, this movie made more money than a Batman film in 2022. <laughs> How to do it. How to do it. <laughs> um, I don't understand how people, I mean, like, yeah, like I had some defense for the Batman, but yeah, here's the thing: I won't it's been. I can watch it whenever I want on HBO Max. It's popped up on the various HBO channels that I have as part of my cable package, mm. but I have not once decided I'm going to put this on and watch it. I'd rather watch Ferdinand sit there eating his fucking hand. <laughs> yeah, that's the same. It's it's just coming like, gone. It's, so. Like, here's the thing, like, with it, and I'm just going to go off on a little tangent about the Batman, then we'll get right back to Indy. Because um, the, these these losers on Twitter are fucking showing their faces again. Yeah, That's kind of what's they, got me fired up about it. They're, they're showing their asses. They're showing mm-hmm. their face. They're showing their asses. Yeah. They're um, showing their anime pictures and the, their fucking pronouns the, in their bio. The thing with a Batman movie is whether it's good, whether it's bad. So if you figure, you look at a Batman movie that's good, so we'll say The Dark Knight. We'll say BVS, we'll say Batman 89. And then you look at a Batman movie that's bad, you figure uh, Batman Returns, Batman and Robin, uh, mm. and such. 
there has to be some sort of like rewatchability to them. And Batman movies, good or bad, has some sort of rewatchability to it. The Batman doesn't have any. No. I thought I was thinking about that. It's like and there were people who were like, oh, I've watched this nine times. I'm like, how the hell do you stay awake through the first time? I think that's why I fell asleep during my second viewing of it when I went with Kevin, uh, Neil, and Mo, because I'd already saw it and I just yeah. already knew it was boring. So I literally just it's, fell asleep. It's three hours long, but it feels like six hours. The Snyder Cut yeah. was four hours long, and this feels longer than that. Yeah, it does. So. It just. But, but, that, Fuck that, that movie. That's just my opinion on it. Uh, I'm sure someone will debate me, and I don't care one way or the other. It's, yeah. a, it's my opinion, so it's it's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I I agree. Uh, real fast, actually, I wanted to touch on this before we got into this. I wanted to update everybody on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is sitting at 803 uh million eight hundred eighty five thousand forty five dollars at the box office uh, i just wanted to, i wanted to bring it up because i wanted to ask you george do you think it's going to make a billion um because all three it, of us you you me and chris thought we i mean i had a huge projection for this movie and it's clearly not going to make it and and we all thought it was going to make a billion do you think it's going to cross over the billion if it does i'll probably limp there yeah but it's a good movie yeah so it's and, made, hey, it's made more than the first one, and it's made a ton of money compared to its budget. So, uh, you know, it's a success. And <sighs> a lot of people were, you know, a lot of people have been complaining about, it, you know, so you know, Chris um, is one who doesn't feel the same way about the movie that we do, where he says that he thinks the plot is dull. I don't think, in my well, opinion, Chris's plot's dull. In my opinion, I don't think that the plot is dull. It's. Well, he's a, but also here's the big thing with him. He didn't watch WandaVision. Yeah. We did. So, like, watching WandaVision, we kind of knew what was to be expected. And he kind of was like, yeah, this doesn't make any sense. But in that inverse, I don't think the plot for Spider Man No Way Home is good at all. Mm. I don't think there is there even a plot to the movie. Like, when you really think about it, is there like a reason for the season? Um, yeah, there, there is, I wouldn't say it's one of the best. I, 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 listen, I always, you know, not to go off on a tangent, but I always say about, um, Spider-Man No Way Home that I think that movie is as, as popular and as liked as it is because of nostalgia. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think plot wise, um, in, in fact, I, I will say this. I think the plot for Far From Home was better, but the execution was better with No Way Home. Yeah. Cause Far, Far From Home just wasn't a very good movie. But because the plot's we, not the plot of No Way uh, Far From Home is not bad. It's just everything in the movie is not good. But even just, if like with No Way Home, and I was kind of thinking about it, they went through and reformed all those villains. So isn't that going to change those respective universes now? Yeah, it could. I mean, if Otto Octavius is cured, then he never dies. He doesn't. He doesn't die. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with Norman. Yeah. I mean, it, and if Norman doesn't die, does you know? Do, does Harry ever uh, sit smugly in a diner and have people ask him how the pie was? <laughs> it's true. But if true. but if 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 Harry <laughs> never if, if Harry never dies, or or if Norman never dies, Harry never has the revenge against Spider Man, so he never gives the tritium to Doctor Octopus. Mm-hmm. 
or whatever yeah, that thing was. True. Because if they say Otto was pulled out of the universe right before he died, then he would have already had it. But yeah. I don't who knows? Know. It, who knows? It was it was nostalgia for nostalgia's sake. It worked. It's a good movie. I, I uh, enjoyed you know. it. I mean, it, it's dropped out of my top ten, but. Mm. Anyway, let's get back to the let's, yeah. Let's get into the. Um, so uh, we left off with the box off with seven hundred ninety million, um, directed by Steven Spielberg. And oddly enough, it's kind of crazy to think about that. This is the last Indiana Jones movie he's directing because he did not return for the fifth movie. Nope. Um, he was afraid George Lucas was going to push aliens on him again. He's like, I'm not. <laughs> he's like, I'm not dealing with this again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, screenplay by David Kep, story by George Lucas and uh, Jeff Nathanson. Um, produced by the great Frank Marshall. Everybody knows who Frank Marshall is. Music by, of course, John Williams. Um, based on the characters by George Lucas and Philip Kaufman. Um, starring Harrison Ford, of course, Kate Blanchett, Karen Allen, Ray Winston, John Hurt, Jim Broadband, and Shia LaBeouf. Now, when you look at this cast, all right, mm-hmm. real quick. Um, obviously, as we know, we the formats have changed. I kind of like us having the discussion about the movie rather mm-hmm. than the usual robotic running through sure. everything. So, if you're if you're new and you skipped last week, format change, but the 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 plate is still the same. No, mm-hmm. it's just that we've changed the some of the items on it. Um, so, you're looking at this cast, Dean. You got Harrison Ford's returning, Karen mm-hmm. Allen is returning. They're the only two to really come back from this franchise. Uh, it's a shame they couldn't get um, John Reese Davies come back for to, to replies Sala again, but I think we're going to get him in Indy Five. Is that the? I don't know actually, because uh, I'm actually I'm actually on Indy's Indy Five's um, <clears throat> Wikipedia page, and his name isn't here. And to be fair, this also has a very good cast too. So, right. um, but, well, I the mean, whole thing with Sala not coming back was the reason why he wasn't in Temple of Doom because it didn't take place in the Middle East, right? So well, it Sala's makes sense. From, I mean, well, well Salah's from Egypt. So for him getting to like Iskandaran really wasn't that far. Of a That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like for him to come to South America, it's like, that doesn't make any sense, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you got. Um, it's Alexandretta, the Eastern Trail of the, <laughs> the Western Trail of the East Empire. Yeah. The first show of the Eastern Empire. Um, which, by the way, if you watch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull on Paramount Plus and mm-hmm. you turn the captions on, you're going to find that the captions are for The Last Crusade that's and hilarious. not Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I think that's hilarious. It's It was great because even the part where he's like, ah, Venice, was the shot of him and Mutt at, the, uh, at that grave site where it was dark out, <laughs> <laughs> where they got the shovels. I'm like, I'm like, I told Amy, I'm like, that fits. Yeah. <laughs> but you got... Aside from Harris Ford and Karen, you got Kate Blanchett, you got John Hurt, you got Jim Broadbent, you got three great actors. Um, I, th- I I think Jim Broadbent's fantastic. I I, mm-hmm. I enjoy him in a lot of ways, and I like him as uh, as the Inspector in Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Uh, also, um, the and he played one of the teachers in Harry Potter. Right? Was a God. I can't remember his name. But he was. Yeah. But he but he was disguised as a chair in the one house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, you got Sh- and, and you got Shia LaBeouf, who I mean, Shia he was LaBeouf hot. Was in, fine until he was he hot went in two thousand eight. Yeah, he yeah. yeah he was hot in two thousand eight. But this was it. So it's two thousand eight. Let's just let's go back in time real quick. It's two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. You know, Dean, you're getting ready to see this movie in theaters. Mm-hmm. What are your expectations as a massive Indiana Jones fan that you are? Mm-hmm. What are your expectations going into this movie? 
Um, I mean, they were the highest of high, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, and, and coming off of the fact that, uh, you know, since, you know, Last Crusade, um, but leading into this movie, um, you know, just a few, I would say, you know, with the 10 years prior to this movie, so say 98 to 2008, we got two really good Indiana Jones video games too. And Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine, which this movie, I always got the same vibe from this movie that I did from that game. Because that game also dealt with the Russians. Because uh, that game took place in, I want to say 53. This the movie, this movie took place takes place in, I think it's 57, I think. 57 or 58. 57. Yeah. 57. Um, and then, of course, we got, you know, Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Doom, which is one of my all-time favorite games. So, like, coming into this movie, I was like, they, they can't do any wrong. And listen, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Star Wars prequel defender. Everybody knows that. So, like, to me, George Lucas can't do really anything wrong. Steven Spielberg has not made many bad movies in his career. Um, so I was like, yeah, how can you, you know, how can you fuck this up? And I don't think they fucked it up. And I listen, I do love this movie, but it's a different type of love for this movie that I have than, like, you know, the, 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 the trilogy. You know, this is this is like a. I love it because it's Indiana Jones uh, and stuff like that, and, and the cast is great in it. The cast is 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 great in the movie. You know, um, there's just there's just decisions in it that that don't work for me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. so, uh, but you know, I saw midnight, like I said, midnight showing um, at the AMC in Cherry Hill, um, and wow, that was. That was the second, the first of two midnight showings I've ever been to. Mm -hmm. The next one was the Dark Knight, like a month or what, two months later or something like that. It was yeah. July when that came out. Something like that. Yeah. So, because um, I'm not a I'm not a big midnight showing guy. Like I never was. Like I just I don't want to be up that late watching a movie. But you know, I I figure for a movie like this and the Dark Knight, like why not do it? You know. Um. So all right, could you stop? Um. So. I mean, there um, was. <laughs> There was cat. kind of a like a lot going on in the movie to, to this idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a lot kind of going. I mean, so it followed that same Indiana Jones tradition where the movie sure. is just kind of action right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. You know, I love the opening. Uh, it, I, yeah. I absolutely love the opening of this movie. I love most of this movie. I really do. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that it's shot like a like a like a 50s sci-fi like a B movie. I like that. I and that you know and that sticks with the tradition. A lot of people bitch about that, but it's like, well, that's it sticks with the tradition of at least the first two Indiana Jones films that were filmed like pulpy serialized. How if they were movies shot in the thirties, they were, they, they had a very gritty look to them. Um, they weren't very clean, you know, they were, you know, stuff like that. So they went back to that because, um, you know, Spielberg absolutely had like a modern lens on his camera for Last Crusade. You know what I mean? Like Last Crusade is shot completely differently than those first two Indiana Jones movies. So they kind of went back to that with this. They were like, oh, it takes place in the 50s. Let's let's shoot. Like, and I was totally fine with it. And look, full disclaimer, I have no issues with the fact that this movie deals with aliens. It doesn't bother me at all. I mean, this is a, this is a film franchise that you've dealt with, you know, whether it doesn't matter if you're religious or not, but you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody if you're religious, but as somebody who is really not, 
you know, a sacred chest that fucking blows your body up, a cup that melts your fucking, uh, kills you if you drink out of the wrong one, and, um, you know, three stones that protect the village. Is aliens really that much more far-fetched than any of those three relics that they dealt with? You know what I mean? So, um, so it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Like I said, there's just, there's scenes in the movie, the ant scene at the, you know, when they, you know, all the ants eat them and stuff like that. You know, um, the, the spoiler, everybody, my least favorite scene in the movie is Mutt swinging on the vines. I, I think it's unnecessary to cut that scene completely out. You could literally just show him swinging back into the car. Like, we didn't need to see him swinging with the monkeys, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, you know, and we'll, and we'll get into that as well. But, like, um, overall, like, I think the music is great. Um, I, I like the feel of the movie. I like the tone of the movie. I, I don't think any of that was, was a miss. Uh, there's just, there's scenes... And you know, well, some other, kind of, you know, well, let's kind of talk about the opening real quick. All right. Um, as we as we kind of scroll as we, as we kind of roll through this, so, um, you know, Indy's been thrown in the trunk of a car because you know reasons. Why not? Um, and Kate Blanchett makes herself known with a, a a Russian accent, Ukrainian accent, actually. Is, is what her accent is as, mm-hmm. as indy as indy picks up because he because he knows you know and then she oh no do you know where you are and he's just like i don't know but then like you know when they go to open up and then the doors open it says five it says 51 on it i feel like we didn't need to be told that was area 51 we just it's it was pretty obvious it was area 51 especially when the doors especially when the doors opened and you got a little taste of that score from the end of uh of mm-hmm. raiders you know when they're you know, after the top men have created up, mm-hmm. have created up the arc, you, know, you get a little taste of that score. So it already kind of tells you where you are. Um, you know, then, you know, the whole thing with the corpse of the alien uh, being magnetized. So, you know, the gunpowder's floating through the air. Like, that looks kind of cool and all, but it's part of that CG that George Lucas, or, well, not George yeah. Lucas, but yeah, I guess he produced it, but it was Spielberg. Um, it was a really like, CG heavy time in the 2000s. Like everyone was leaning on it, maybe a little too hard. Yeah. Like especially when they get the corpse, and you see like the dog tags are are ma- are like are uh, like magnetized towards the t- towards the coffin. It's like mm-hmm. those are all CG. It's like that's you could use some practical effects on that. Yeah. <laughs> it would look a little better. But yeah. if that but if the if the thing is all magnetized, then why weren't the lights on the ceiling like? guiding towards where it is because the entire oh, well, world is metal. I mean, well no that's because um hmm, that's a good question because there, it, it's obviously in it's kept in the in the bag and in the in the the case to obviously hide the magnetism but then yeah that's a good question but but then the gunpowder and the and the shotgun pellets still pointed it out yeah that, i was just thinking about that that's a good question because the lights because the lights weren't you know they weren't fixed they were like swinging lights because indy hooks his fucking uh whip to one of them later during the uh during the getaway yeah but that's fine and yeah we we, we get that little shot of the arc you know with the crate being broken open i kind of feel bad for whoever finds that and has to Uh touch it and fix that crate because they're gonna die top men top the the toppest of the top of some men. The, Sir, the, Sir Top of the Hat. Sir Top of the Hat. Exactly. 
But it's a nice it, it's a nice little getaway chase you now, and then Indy and the head Russian guy who, Jesus Christ, and the head Russian guy who ten years ago would have been Pat Roach or ten years yeah. prior would have been Pat Roach. Oh yeah, you know they get in a little fight, then they take off in that rocket car, and it's night. All of a sudden, and then Indy makes it to the model village, and it's daytime. The one car speeds by after leaving the warehouse. It's still daytime. There's a lot of time lapses in the beginning that just kind of don't seem to make much sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to blame it and say they're Spielbergisms. Yeah, just like the disappearing arm in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you know he's at the model village, which is obviously a test site for a nuclear bomb. And he hides in the lead line fridge. Wait a minute, what? Why did that just pop up? Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. It shouldn't be like that. No, not at all. All right, we'll have to take a break in a little bit, everybody. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people mock the shit out of that. It doesn't really bother me. Again, this is a movie franchise with a... What are you doing? Stop it. Sorry, he's trying to knock my cup over. <laughs> All right. <sighs> fucking idiot. This is a movie franchise that, you know, uh, the, uh, Walter Donovan drinks from the wrong cup and he fucking dies. Like, so, like, surviving in a lead line fridge during, a, during a, uh, a low-grade nuclear blast isn't the most far-fetched thing in this, in this no. you know. But I mean, there's a lot of CG right in the open that they probably didn't like. I didn't. I didn't need the CGI prairie dogs. No, uh, like it's just a bit much. Yeah, well, the, that's like the, that's like the even whole like problem. the even even like the fridge, like even like the first font theory, like it's like massive CG. It's like, damn, mm. there's a time when this guy would have practical effect the shit out of that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's a, that's it goes back to the issue that people have with you get the fuck off. Um, <clears throat> it's the problem that people have with like the prequels. And the special editions, it was like George Lucas had this technology, so he was like overdoing with technology. Like, did I, you know, did I need the CGI prairie dogs? No, you know, like stuff like that. So it's just, you know, love George Lucas to death, always will. But I just think, I think it went overboard in some places. Yeah, I think you did, George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Over here, and then you do this, and then a little back this way. Mutt Williams is the key. If we make Mutt Williams work. We can get this franchise going. Um, so speaking of Mutt Williams, let's let's talk a little bit about Mutt Williams. All right. What did you What did you think when Mutt Williams showed up on screen? Did you immediately say, "I like I bet his intro. I bet he's Indy's kid." Oh, I I knew that from the beginning. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I, yeah. That was just there was just no way that that, that was telegraphed from casting. I was like, "Yeah, he's going to be the son of Indy," and I was fine with it. Again, I have no. I really don't have a problem with this character, and I like the fact that he was kind of based off of you know like Rebel Without a Cause and stuff like Brando. that. Yeah, Brando <laughs> and stuff like that. So, I mean, he basically yeah. had the same hat as Brando when he yeah. when he showed up. On, I was like, oh, all right. Like, I'll, I'll, uh, uh, you know, the monkey. Yeah, we're gonna make it seem like uh, yeah. I met Marlon Brando once, and you know, he, he 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 told me uh, get this Shia LaBeouf kid. I want him to I want him to look like me in the future. Well, I mean, George Lucas was supposed to direct Apocalypse Now, so. Dear God. 
Imagine yeah. that. He said he, well, he he didn't do it because of Star Wars. Yeah, he made he made the right choice. I, I like Apocalypse now. There's just 18 versions of it that I don't even see. It comes on Pluto TV. It's on for like 10 hours. Like I don't have the for, time for this. It's all the versions. <laughs> I don't have the time for this. So um, let's uh, let's take a quick break real fast. I don't know why we it's making us do this. It's usually only when there's three of us on here. But let's take a quick break and we'll be right back and we'll finish up on the other side. Fuck you, Chris. And we're back. Uh, where were we? Uh, yeah, it's doing it again. We we're, got talking about, we're, talking about, we're talking about Mutt Williams. Yeah? What about him? He's a bitch. Okay. <laughs> what do you think of his, uh, Next you think topic. What do you think of his uh, greasers uh, motif? I liked it. It didn't bother me at all. It fit, it fit the movie. Yeah, I like when they're you know when they're you know after they after they meet and he's, he's uh, and he gives them the letter from uh, uh, about Oxley. Mm-hmm. And I still I had to like kind of rewind it. I still won't know exactly what Oxley's relationship was to Mutt Williams. Uh, good question. Because. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Marion wasn't sleeping with Ox. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I don't know. I guess just family friend and yeah, probably that's probably it's got to be it. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Um, or maybe Oxley was like a mentor to to, to Mutt, but Mutt said he wasn't in college, so mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. It didn't matter because I like them. I like when they're in the in the direct. Right, right before that chase starts, before the Russians are chasing Mutt and uh, and Indy on the motorcycle, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hit Joe College here." Then starts to fight, and you got all the college guys, and then all the greasers. I looked over at Amy. I was like, "I was surprised they didn't start snapping their fingers and uh, dancing out in the street." This isn't a West Side Story or a Gap commercial. <laughs> no, but Spielberg would eventually go on to do that. So I wonder that's if that's, I wonder if there was, he was like, you know, I should do a West Side Story in uh, 14 years. Yeah, maybe. But, yep. So they end up, uh, you know, he got this letter that his mother's been kidnapped. You know, he sent, you know, she escaped and got the letter. Like, no, she wasn't escaped. They let her go so you, they would lead you to me or something. Whatever. Either way, chase ensues. We also get a little, uh, we, we also get a little bit of Marcus Brody there as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, little bit of Brody. Uh, in classic fashion, of course, his statue gets desecrated and his head falls off mm-hmm. to the windshield. It's, it's a very Marcus Brody thing. But there's another point of contention amongst Indiana Jones fans with this is the fact that they uh, have alluded to the fact that Henry Jones Sr. has died. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people say, well, he shouldn't have died because he drank from the cup. Mm-hmm. So he should be alive. To which my theory on the on that situation is when Indy came out with the cup with the water in it, Henry was already dead. And the cup brought him back to life. So I think once you already brings <clears throat> you back, you just kind of start over again. I don't, don't I don't keep the immortality. I don't think he was dead. I but I think he was like on that verge of being dead. But then again, after watching yeah, because he, this- he actually drinks. If you go back and watch Last Crusade, when he puts the cup up to him, he actually he actually puts his lips on the cup and, oh. and drinks from it. So the um, also as watching this movie last night and the captions for Last Crusade come up, mm-hmm. uh, I noticed that the knight said that the that the 
that the cup has to stay beyond the great or has to stay inside the great seal because that's the price for immortality. Mm -hmm. So once the cup crossed the seal, there was no, you know, the, the, the immortality uh, advantage was gone. Yeah. So that's probably why Henry could add, or just simple, we forgot. That's probably what it was. Yeah. Because I know you you made a mention to say like I hope they don't kill Indy in this. And I said, well, he can't die. He drank from the cup. Mm-hmm. I know that. You know that. Yeah. I would hope that James Mangold knows that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So they end up in South America this time around, which a different locale from the other three movies in the first mm-hmm. movie we got i like this locale uh, actually we, we got egypt and a little bit of uh europe as well to a point maybe mm-hmm. a little bit in nepal where where marion's uh bar was mm-hmm. we got southeast asia with uh temple of doom and we got europe and the middle east with uh, last crusade so now we're out of that region we're over in south america so a whole new well no it's the first time to explore it's the first time we've been in south america since we're raised our lost ark yes yes it's the opening scene so it's a nice return so, yeah so we have I, I think it looks great i think south yeah, america looks does. great in this in this movie and it's and it's ripe for exploration for an Indiana Jones mm-hmm. type movie. It's like mm-hmm. it's like there, there's so much going on, you know, deep in the Amazon. You know, obviously there was that tribe that's towards the end that was a uh, hiding in the walls as they go through. Then Oxley mm-hmm. has a skull, and they all kind of stop. Then they all get mowed down by the Soviets, which I was kind of a sad scene. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. They got all they all got mowed down. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Oxley found that skull at the resting place for Francisco or- Aureliana. Um, which they return, and then yeah, they were as as uh as oh my god, what's his name? I don't have his name up in front of me. As Ray Winston says, the conquistadors. The conquistadors. He was Mac. Um, what do you think of the character Mac? I'm gonna say something. Okay. Mac is the most useless character in the Indiana Jones franchise. Yes. There was literally no point to him at all. You could have no. taken Mac out of the story. Nothing would have changed. Correct. He didn't help Indy, and he didn't help the Soviets. <laughs> if anything, he helped the Soviets just find Indy, but mm-hmm. they, they, they could have just followed them anyway. They, they didn't need to drop fucking tracking devices. They're on foot. <laughs> they had the, the, the map after Oxley did the auto writing. They knew where the hell they were going. Yeah. But eh, when it sucks, such is life. Uh, and we also find out that Mutt's mother, Mary Williams, is actually Marion Ravenwood. Mm-hmm. The return of Karen Allen. I know you are not the biggest Marion Ravenwood fan. You prefer Elsa Schneider. But I think that's just because you're German and you have a predilection to like Germans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm, I'm not, of course, I like Marion. Um, one second. Oh, that's look powerful. Yeah, sorry, I sneezed. <laughs> Dean sneezed so hard he gave birth. <laughs> Scared Ferdinand. <laughs> he was like, he was like, he like Shatner. He was like, oh, he's a girl. Where, why? why, where, when, why, how? 
A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Um, anyway. But uh, no, I what I would what I would have liked to have seen is a uh, my, my whole thing was I would have gotten Sean Young if she didn't look like a train wreck, but because she was originally supposed to be Marion, and I would have had her be the fit the the fourth indie girl. Um, just she could just been in some old flame, you know what I mean? Like that just came came back. But I mean, I was fine with Karen Allen come back, but I did I don't need them. You know, I don't need them being partners to like going on an adventure together. You know what I mean? So, uh, like, I I, you say, know what I'm looking yeah. forward to in the fifth movie is I don't think Marion is is back. I don't I I don't think Karen Allen was confirmed to come back, and she she wanted to. I mean, what else is she doing? But still, um, I hope it's just an indie adventure. That's what I want it to be. Right. So the um. I, I've always liked the chemistry between Harrison Ford and Karen Allen. Oh, they do like, have great chemistry, yeah. Like, I think they've got it. I, I, I think it's not bad, especially like when she, you know, when, you know, when they're like, oh, maybe we should choose a softer target. And they, you know, and she comes out of the tent and she's just kind of looking at her. She's got like her hand on her hips and she's like, Indiana Jones. Like, it's, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you get that little tinge of, of Marion's theme from Raiders because John Williams is a fucking master at everything that he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get like that. He's the goat. Yeah, you, you get that you get that little hint of the uh of her theme. And then she's kind of like walks by and she's like, well it's about time. Where have you been? And then you know, she's sitting there arguing with my, and then Indy's looking confused like it's like you're oh, marrying your your mother your mother is marrying Raywood. She's like oh for God's sakes Indy it's not that hard. Like, you married Colin Williams? I introduced you. Mm-hmm. Colin Williams they, they, sounds like a loser. What's up? Colin Williams sounds like a loser. Well, he's British, so probably. Mm. Makes sense. <laughs> I wrote you. <laughs> that was a year later, and by that point, I was married and Mutt was born. Ah, it's fantastic. It was. You know, it's, it's, like, a good, it's a good to and fro. Stop. Yeah. I love that, you know, when they were talking, you know, and then, you know, he's talking to Mutt, and Mutt said he dropped out of college, you know, he, he like, you know, he, he likes to do what he's doing, and Indy's like, you know, if you like what you're doing, you know, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And then when he finds out Mutt's kid's like, you're going back to school. <laughs> he, he's like, he's like, I thought you, thought you, what happened when he told me to, to do what you love? He's like, that was before you were my kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good line. It's a good line. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's good so, shit, such good shit. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then you know they they free themselves out of the uh, the back of that truck, and then and, and he's like, "Oh," and Marion's like, "Oh, there must have been other women." It's like, "Yeah, there were a few. They all have the same problem. None of them were you." And then she has like that, she has that schoolgirl like smile to her, like she just fell in love all over again. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Good stuff. The chase through the jungle was way too much CGI for my taking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it to the jungle, but when Shia LaBeouf is straddling two moving cars mm-hmm. and the weeds are hitting him in the dick, might be a mm-hmm. bit much. Yeah, I feel like the one him, he's like, oh, and he's still sword fighting as he's protecting his cock from being hit by uh, Amazonian weeds. Yeah, I um, that's again the CGI is um, um, it's like my biggest um contention with this movie Um, for all of the faults of the movie which is really just kind of the cgi Mm -hmm. um 
and and some of the plot in of itself. The one constant you can say about it, and and you have no choice really but to respect it, is the fact that Harrison Ford, at his age, did not phone this role in. No, he was. I mean, he he wasn't Connery and Diamonds Are Forever. You know, he was he was in it all the way. And you can tell that he absolutely loves doing the Indiana Jones role. I am just irritated as you are that it, you know, Disney has had the Lucasfilm property for what, eight years now. And now we're getting an Indiana Jones movie, maybe next year, possibly. No, it'll, it'll, cause it's, I think it's done filming. Right. I just don't understand why it's coming out a year from now. Like if it's in post, I mean, listen, I, I know they're de-aging Harrison for part of the movie. I don't know what the extent of that is going to be. Um, but so, I mean, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of practical CGI in the movie, you know, like, like now where we're at with movies where unfortunately, you know, it's, it is cheaper to do that than, you know, build sets, you know, trap, you know, shoot on location and stuff. This movie did shoot on location though. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's a lot easier to um, CGI some stuff. And, and sh- I'm sure it'll, it'll look fine. Um, you know, uh, I mean, let's be honest. It's not going to have Marvel CGI. It's going to have like Star Wars CGI. So. Well, She-Hulk doesn't, even have, She-Hulk doesn't even have Marvel CGI. No, no. Um, but um, oh, I, I lost a train of thought. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I lost. Oh, 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 we were talking about Indy 5 coming out next year. Yeah. Yeah. You know what the funny thing was? I actually was just actually looking at something while we, we, you, were, uh, you were riffing over there. And it kind of made me mad because this movie was, I mean, listen, this, this movie was supposed to come out like five years ago. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, but then it was initially set to come out in 2019. But they pushed it because they wanted to fucking do the Lion King instead, and that movie. And and I could care less about that. Uh, that CGI disaster. Yeah, live action Lion King, but it's all CGI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Christ on a cracker! I had something. Actually, um, that movie well, made one point six billion dollars. Yeah, but Disney, well, but Disney suffering. Yeah. Um. Well, James Mang. Well, well, since James Mangle is in charge of Indy Five, even if there is CGI to it, it'll probably just be like very subtle or like good CGI, yeah. like how Logan was. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be practical CGI. It won't be over the top. Like they won't be, they won't be CGIing in Indy's whip. <laughs> you know no. what I mean? Like it'll be like, oh, you know, we've had to build this set of something but and you know we'll see you at the background like like a lot of movies do you know what i mean like so <clears throat> yeah yeah all right so let's kind of jump towards the i'm gonna i'm gonna jump to the third act here right at the mm-hmm. uh, end of the third act here so we get into the um into this room that has all the artifacts in it that has all of the the uh, interdimensional beings all of their skeletons mm-hmm. in it and you see Indy kind of like, you know, because these people are collectors, they're collecting all different types of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and he, then he kind of like marvels a little bit. He's like, oh, you know, it's a museum. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's like a museum. 
and 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 Mac and I was and I said this to Amy last night and I want to get your reaction to it because you're a big fan okay. of this movie also. Mac is like the Indiana Jones version of Benny from the Mummy. Yeah, pretty much. Like playing both sides. Well, well, well Benny never was on O'Connell's side, uh, let's mm-hmm. be honest, but you know kind of like a pointless little stooge, maybe a little bit of comic relief and ends up meeting his end because he's greedy and wants golden shit. Mm. So, I mean, really, I was like, except Benny's a little more enjoyable than fucking Mac. Yeah. (laughs) Benny's at least funny when he's like, think of my children. You don't have any children. Someday I might. (laughs) We got to do that. You Um, know what? We'll put, you know, let's just add it to the docket. Yeah. For the summer, so we'll, we'll talk about it after this. Yep. Um, obviously, Spock will rise because uh, Mac faked being a double agent one way or mm. the other. Follow the uh, the homing beacons, I suppose, or could have just followed them. But whatever. Either way. Yeah, hard. yeah. So she takes the crystal skull and it attaches itself to the others because there's like 13 of these damn things in this chamber. It's a hive mind. They're interdimensional beings. They have, you know, the mind is the most powerful weapon. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. That's 50, that's 50 sci-fi. I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. It mm-hmm. works. It works for what they were trying to do uh, with the movie and the grand scheme of Indiana Jones movies. It might be a little out there. It might feel a little bit like a cop-out, but it still works in that universe to a point. And as you said, you have no problem with the fact that they're aliens. I have no problem with the fact that they're aliens. It's just every movie after this is kind of leaned on aliens like it was the thing to fucking do. What I'm I have a problem at, is... Uh, I'm looking at you, Knowing. Knowing came out before this. Um, Did it really? Yeah, I think Knowing uh, came out in gave, 2007. Uh, who gave a shit? We didn't see it till later on, but um, I'm pretty sure it came out in 2007. I got it right here. Oh, no, it was 2009. Ah, well. Fuck that movie. Um... <clears throat> But uh, it, this actually, this is <clears throat> excuse me. This is one of the scenes that I I like the scene, but I I think it would have looked better with practical effects when when Spalco was killed. I think if they would have could have done that practically, I think it would have looked a lot better. Uh, I sent you the picture last night, but it, it by the time my phone took the camera, but or by the time my my camera took the picture to. Um, to register it, the scene, the scene had shifted, but the caption remained on the screen. Mm. It was like after all the aliens converged together into one, into one mm. being. When it leans towards the camera, the caption came up on the screen from the night in um in Last Crusade, where it said "long time to wait." And I was trying to get that, but it shifted to to Cape Blanchett's burning eyes. I was like, "Ah, oh, it still kind of works," <laughs> but but so it's. Still good. Like now, when after, after they fall through the sand and they're laying on like the steps, and it's like, oh, don't just stand there. We'll, we'll just sit there while we're so close to where we're so near and close to the end. I'm like, this works mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, now it works. But, but the whole thing turns into you know, there's a there's a portal to another dimension, and like I don't want to go that way. I looked over at Amy. I was like, I want to go that way. I want to know mm-hmm. what's in another dimension. Mm-hmm. Let, let me see. I want to know. Um, they all leave. Oxley snaps out of it because he no longer is in possession of the skull. The skull is back where it belongs, so he's back to normal. And the whole thing turns into a uh, flying saucer 
and escapes into the space between spaces. Thank you, George Lucas. Uh-huh. It took him 10 years to convince Spielberg to use aliens. Not even 10 years, like almost 20 years to convince him to use aliens. It's like, yeah. come on, you wanted, don't you want to do aliens? It's like, God damn it, man, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh, then the obviously scene at the end where where uh, where Indy and Marion get married, the wind you know, the wind blows the doors open, the hat falls off the hat rack, right at Mutt's feet, and he, he bends down to pick it up, and he's got it, and just before it gets on his head, Indy snatches it out of his hand, puts it on his head, and walks away. As, as I said to you, if J.J. Abrams directed that, he would have put the hat on. Oh yeah, he would have yeah. fucked it up. Yeah. It was just great to see. It, oh yeah, it's like, Fuck it, it's like oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because you know, he, walks up, he, grab, he walks up and grab, he walks up and just grabs the hat. Where it's like, it's not, it's not your time yet, kid. Which also, we would have got more Indiana Jones in between then and now. But hey, ah uh, yeah, is, we are where we are. Uh, do you have what's your favorite part of this movie? I love scene? the opening. I love the opening scene. I think it's fantastic. I think it's quintessential, quintessential indie. I really it's do. Pure, it's pure I indie. mean, listen, I think I think everything from the opening until um, I would say he's captured by the Russians I think is like borderline 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's really, really fucking good. I, I would say it's probably maybe halfway through the movie. Roughly ish. Yep. So I would say like the first half of the film, I think the first half of the film is great. I think it's the second half of the film that's that's just kind of uh you know, it's it's mid. It's it's mid. Yeah. It's not it's, it's not bad, but it's not it's not that great either. So I love it. I, I love everything from the beginning to he's capped like you know, in when they're in South America and he's captured by the Russians and stuff. That's what that's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, I I love the I love when, like they're, when they're captured like like when they're captured at Akator. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love everything, you know, with the Russians chasing him in my in in New York, uh, you know, up, upstate New York where the where his colleges, um, all that stuff. I, you know, the opening scene. I, I love, you know, the him and uh, uh, oh my god, Jim Broadbent's character, um, Charlie, Charlie. You know, at, at Indy's house. The, I, you know, I love when he's essentially the new Marcus Brody. Pretty much. Um, you know, I love I love everything in Aquator where you know they go to the Nazca lines and all that stuff. Like I think it's yeah. all fucking yeah, that's, great. That's my all favorite great. part of the movie it's, is where there is it was when they're at um where that um Orleana's uh, tomb, his resting place. Mm-hmm. I love that. that 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 just that feels like Indiana yeah. Jones. This, like, this, like the, that, whole, the whole yeah, first when half he, of the movie just feels like when he's, Indiana you know, Jones. Yeah, you know, when he's diving through the like the tunnels because mm-hmm. you know the fucking natives are coming out and spitting the darts and the one native is just has the mutt in his sights and indy hops up and blows the dart back in his mouth mm-hmm. and then pulls his gun on the other one it's like and much is like you're a teacher <laughs> part-time yeah. it's like that's that's pure indie to me like yeah that, like that's fantastic i love it i love it i love it too i love i mean like i said like i just said i love everything up to where he's capturing south america and then i just kind of like the rest of the movie yeah. So uh, so there's a great movie in here. It just yeah. kind of they don't really stick the landing too well. But that's where it gets like overly CGI and you know it's just all that stuff. And is it bad? No, it's just it's just not great. I mean like mud swinging on the vines is my least favorite also, but basically everything that kind of leads up to that, like 
like from from Mutt swinging on the vines. To, yeah, I don't love that car chase. To them going over the three waterfalls, mm-hmm. I kind of could have done without. Yeah, that could have been even that that executed fight, a lot better. Even the fight between Indy and um, Head Russian mm-hmm. General, it, it, I don't know, like with the ants, it, it didn't. Eh, it just felt it felt like a bit much. It did. The fight was good, but um, I didn't need the ants all around yeah, it. There was like there a, could have been, it was like a hat on a hat. There, yeah, there could have been a better conclusion to that fight. I did. I did think it was funny when. Uh, you know the the hat they were they were the ants were marching, and then the hat was on top of him, and he was like, "Oh wait a minute, that, I like that." But like I I I would have been completely just uh, it, it would have sufficed for, for me if he just kicked head rushing off the off the side of the cliff, like just brutally kills him. Like you know, and, and he's let's be honest, Andy is brutally killed people in all the movies so it's not even something new <laughs> he goes i like ike and then punches him off the cliff again <laughs> yeah um so. so out of 10 where are you at out of 10 on this um i give this movie a i could give this movie a seven and a half out of ten i'm at a i'm at a seven i'm at a full seven yeah I, I think there's enough in this movie that I like to love. I would say I love there's enough in this movie that I love to put it at a at a seven and a half because because I you know like a seven for me would be like Attack of the Clones, um, and I think this movie is better than Attack of the Clones. Um, I would even on or depending on my mood I could put The Force Awakens at a seven. It's usually around a six six and a half, but it, it depending. Depending on my mood, I could put it at a seven, and I think this movie is far better than The Force Awakens. You know what I mean? If we're if we're just using uh, other movies as examples, so. Right, right. Um, but I but I couldn't I could never put this above a seven and a half. I don't think it's in, like like eight. You, when you get to an eight, you get to like you know the first Avengers, you know maybe the Dark Knight Rises eight and a half nine. So you're getting into like a whole different tier of like movies. Uh, so I, I think a seven and a half is good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think so. All right, so before we jump into what we got coming up next week, mm-hmm. um, let's give a little bit of a final prediction. Well, not really a final prediction. I'm sure we'll get another one, but how about like an early preliminary prediction of what you think you're going to get from Indy Five? What do you think we're What do you think we're going to get? Oh man, um, and I don't... and and does the and and does the and did the release of Crystal Skull? You think it the, does it temper your expectations? Since, no, since no, you had because, such high hopes for this one. No, I, I wouldn't say it tempers because I like Crystal Skull enough to where if they gave us just another movie of this quality, I'd be pretty happy with that. You know what I mean? Because you know you got to look at the fact that you know we've we've been dealing with such bad sequels slash reboots to movies for so long now. You give me a seven, seven and a half out of ten. I'm pretty happy with that. Um, so, but you know, I think. I think a lot of care is probably going into the indie movie since it's probably going to be the last one. I, I cannot see them making a sixth movie. They should have. They should have absolutely put two movies out. Like, this could have been, like, six. If they were like, okay, we'll put Indy 5 out in, like, 2000, like, May of 2017, right? Instead of fucking trying to rush out five fucking Star Wars movies in five years um, or four years. We got, we got five Star Wars movies in four years, right? Yeah. Instead of doing that, 
you know, you could have put Indy 5 out in like 2017 or even 2018. And then this could have been, you know, obviously because the pandemic held a lot of stuff up too. So, but this should be like the sixth Indiana Jones movie, uh, in my opinion. Um, it, even if it, even so, because there should have been one in the early 90s, like everybody wanted to do, but their schedules are so packed they couldn't get together to do it. So this this should be the sixth movie of the franchise. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of care is going into it. James Mangold is a very good director. I love Logan. I love the Wolverine. I've heard nothing but good things about Four vs. Ferrari. I just haven't sat down to watch it yet. Mm. Um, so I have no reason to believe that this movie is going to be shit. I think Harrison Ford, I mean, this is this is his favorite character to play, I think. And listen, you know he's not going to phone it in because he doesn't love Star Wars, and he was the best part of The Force Awakens. He he was like, fuck it, I'm just going to go all out as Han Solo in this movie. He he was the best part of it. You know, eventually we'll, we'll, we eventually do review that. That's going to be, you know, my thing. Harrison Ford nailed it as Han again. So I don't think that we're about phoning it in. Um, you know, it's got a great cast. Mads Mikkelsen's the bad guy. Antonio Banderas is in it. Toby Jones. Um, it's It's got a good cast. So um, I don't have any reason to believe. And, um, you know, last week... Uh, was it Vanity Fair that put all the, put the Star Wars issue out that's coming out next yeah. month? So there's a pretty extensive interview in there with with um, Kathleen Kennedy, and I, obviously I haven't read it yet, but I've seen some snippets and stuff like that. Um, and you know, I, I have my issues with Kathy um, because I think she missed. I do think she mismanaged the sequels, um, but I think now when you see stuff like the Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett. And we got Obi-Wan coming up in a couple of days. Um, I think they know how to make, I think, I mean, look, she, you know, her and all those people, they, they've been in the business for 50 fucking years. They know how to make movies. You know what I mean? So I think this movie is going to be, I think this movie is going to be good. I don't think they're going to drop the ball with Indy five. I really don't. Well, that's always like kind of drives me nuts about people who always like bash Kathleen Kennedy. It's like, I'm sorry. How many movies have you made? Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna sit yeah. there and be like, oh, it's like, oh, Kelly Kennedy is ruining Star Wars. Yeah, I'm talking mm-hmm. about Doomcock, or as or as I call him, Doom Cunt. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, it's like you you're gonna point out the the missteps with the sequel trilogy, but you're gonna ignore literally that that the she's had a hand on just about every single movie that we have loved growing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, her and Frank Marshall have literally executive produced everything that Spielberg has touched, yeah, including the TV shows that we watch as kids. So, no, one little mistake. No, w- w- one bad apple isn't going to spoil, you know, her bunch. So, but I agree. So I think that's I think that's a wrap on uh, on Crystal Skull. I think so too. Um, and we pulled a little bit of an audible for those of you who were playing the home game. Um, the initial plan for next week's show was going to be The Rock, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Dean and I have pulled an audible. Instead, we are going to review because it comes out this week. Mm-hmm. We're going to review Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're big Top Gun fans. We've heard nothing but stellar reviews about this movie, which is shocking to say the least because it's a sequel to a movie that came out. Dean, how old are you? You're 35? Yeah. Top Gun came out 36 years ago. Yeah. So. We'll see. I mean, 
Tom Cruise hasn't aged in those 36 years. So. And, well, listen, Tom Cruise is my favorite actor, so I'll see anything yeah. he's in. So, so um, yeah, yeah, I'll probably I'll probably see this Sunday. Um, uh, maybe Monday. Yep. Um, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to see it on Saturday since I'm off. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could go Thursday. I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll see. Well, I'm sure we'll, I'll, you know, we'll record it at some point. You know, like we usually do. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we both have to see the movie first, but I, I would say at least minimum we'll try to record it, you know, Monday night. I can always go after work. I, I usually get done work 1 1 12 to 12. 12 or the, or, or the very least Sunday night because I do have to work Monday, but mm. Monday is Memorial Day. So it is a kind of a half, well, not a half day, but mm. uh, store closed at six. So I'll probably be home okay. by like, I'll probably be home by like, uh, and even 7, if I see it, something. even if I see it Monday, I'll have seen it before you even get off of work. So. Yeah. Uh, Cause I would just go after work. So, right, right, um, right, right. but yeah, so we're going to do that. So that, that should be fun. So, and then, um, so, uh, as, as George, uh, uh, said earlier in the show, um, I have, so we, I'm, we moved the rock to August 7th. That's going to come in the, uh, the, the heat of the summer. And, uh, I just added the mummy to August 14th since he brought it up and I, I think we should do it. So I, I put it there. Uh, and it's, it's, I love that movie. So fuck it. Let's do it. And, uh, but, stellar, um, stellar. Yeah, we have, we have a great lineup coming up. I'm excited to do Rathicon. That's going to be great. Oh yeah, yeah. We've been on a awesome. real Star Trek kick as of late. Oh my god, so yeah. When we get off here, I'm going to put I'm going to put on Star Trek. So, uh, you know, uh, and that's I think I think Rathicon's a masterpiece. So, um, but uh, anyway, anyway, everybody, um, that's it for today's show. We'll see you next week for Top Gun Maverick. Uh, we should be recording Hot Tag with Chris uh, at some point this week. I'm not sure what day yet. Uh, I believe next week we're going to come back with Biggie Garagey, uh since we'll be in June. And that was the, the point was just take a month off to kind of to refocus and stuff like that. So um, eventually we'll get around 007. But anyway, so um, <laughs> uh, we'll see everybody next week. Um, I've been Dean Holtz-Apple. I'm still George Rogers. We will see you in the multiverse. <laughs>